Welcome to the Buckingham Podcast. I'm Janice Choice. On. On. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Ron Wilcott. I'm Madeline. We're going to speak about summer vacations since we just passed the first day of summer. Yep. First day of summer. First day of summer. Yep. Anybody have anything interesting they want to tell us about a summer vacation? I can. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it was actually a lot of years ago. I went on vacation with my husband and our three children. Um, the kids at the time were 11, 10, and 5. And we were taking our boat out to Montauk Point for the vacation. Um, now, we stopped overnight at one marina the first night. Then we got to Montauk, we spent a few days there, and it, and it was lovely, it was lovely. <clears throat> but uh, we had to head back because my oldest son had a, uh, a soccer game that was important to him that he'd be in. So we were heading back. So we left Montauk Point and we were well on our way back to our Havistore Marina in New York and um, a storm came up. Now, we knew there was a storm in the forecast, but it wasn't expected to hit uh, for another day. So we thought we would be home by that time. Um, but the storm hit while we were on the water, and it was really bad. It was so bad, you could not see in front of you. The boat was difficult to manage to keep it going in a particular direction. The only thing we had on the boat was a compass, ship-to-shore radio, and maps and charts. Um, so we were in trouble. Uh, what, we, what we did have was the ship-to-shore radio, which got us in touch with the uh, Coast Guard. And they were able, just based on where we had been and how long we'd been on the water, they were able to have some idea of where we might be. So we could see nothing. We couldn't see land. We were on the Long Island Sound. So there's water to your right and there's water, uh, land rather to your right and land to your left. But we couldn't see it because the storm was that bad. Wow. Um, so the uh, Coast Guard person that was talking to us said, he said, I think I know where you might be. What I need you to do is look in a particular direction look uh, on the port side of the boat, look left, and see if you see some smokestacks in the distance. Um, just keep focused on, the, on that direction and see if you see these smokestacks. Um, and we didn't see it, couldn't see it, my husband couldn't see it, and we're really panicking because, well, I thought we were gonna die. Yeah, that's how, how bad the storm was. How many children do you have on the boat? Three. They were in the cabin. They were not on the outside part That's of the boat. Right. They were in the cabin. Everybody had put their life preserved. So on. you're rocking in the water? Rocking in the water, rain and storm and wind, really wow. bad. Um, especially over the ocean, it's much worse. Well, it wasn't the ocean. It was the Long Island Sound. But it doesn't matter. Long Island Sound yeah. with a bad storm. Even it's just, just storm. in the middle of water, it's uh -huh. still a lot worse than if you're like landlocked. So. Oh, yes. So uh, we finally caught sight of these smokestacks 
And uh, once that happened, the person, the Coast Guard person said, well, um, you can start, he, he advised my husband on how to start moving the boat so we could get inland to, well, to the marina. And he told us that he had notified the nearby marina that we were headed to that there was a boat in trouble coming to them with five people on it, three children and two adults, and there would be people on the dock waiting for us to help get the boat in. And they did. We got there and uh, they threw lines out to us. It was not an easy task either, because even to throw lines out to the boat, um, it was difficult because of the weather. Uh, but finally it was managed and uh, they got us in safely to uh, a boat slip. And um, that was, but this was a terrifying experience. I, we, I thought we were gonna die. I really did. So, um, yeah, it was did, bad. Did you have a problem having your children go uh, on the next summer vacation? No. For the kids, they weren't even scared. They, they were in the cabin. So to them, this was just a fun thing. Uh, almost like being at an amusement park. Or they know that the boat was moving around. It's like being on a ride to them. That's how they saw it. They didn't realize the, how things were serious and what could have happened. Uh, we never made them afraid. Um, mom and dad were here. Everything was okay. And it did turn out to be okay, but uh, so they didn't know that. So they didn't, they weren't afraid for any future trip. So you're in the, you get back on land. What's, and you're all, your guys are settled. It's quiet now. Do you, what's the conversation like? It's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Well, that's happened. me and my husband, uh, <laughs> or at least me, Can but, believe but, but the kids were there and we didn't want to frighten them. Right. So we didn't uh, talk didn't too much about how dire it could have been yeah yeah i just didn't want to frighten them um but when my husband and i had the opportunity we certainly had that conversation um and the conversation went pretty much like this i will never ever leave any marina if there's <laughs> even a hint of a storm coming not yeah, even a hint of a storm sometimes you can't see it coming well we didn't see it coming it wasn't well better. i'm sorry no it was coming it just wasn't due to hit for another day. It just came up early, and that's the weather. You don't that's know how happens. it's going to go. Mm -hmm. You really don't know how it's going to go. So that was uh, the most frightening vacation experience. What started out as a fun thing was just a frightening experience. I'm sorry. How long did the how how long were you guys on vacation for? Uh, about seven or eight days. And this happened. Uh, about the uh, seventh day, the okay. beginning of the seventh day. So would you say that ruined it, or was it kind of just like a... Um... No, it didn't ruin it, because we had had the vacation at the destination where right. we were going. Um, it just, it ended up being a, a memorable vacation, right. but not memorable because of how grandiose it was. Not memorable because of the expense or because of the beautiful things we saw. Just memorable because of the frightening experience. I know it was a mile at least. I have a funny story. 
How are you, Patricia? Hi, I'm okay. We start. We had a really interesting story just now. Yeah. Sorry, you can't say that again. Yeah, we just had a really interesting story. Oh, good. Um, Would you introduce yourself? I'm so sorry. I'm Patricia McCabe. That that's just for the thank you. Um, that was really good, man. I'm I'm. That was a really interesting story. That was really really good. Um, Like I said, I have a funny one. Okay. Funny because I sit in a wheelchair. I'm sorry, Jen. Okay. On your attention? Yeah, or? call me um, four, four zero five. Okay. okay, no problem. Thank you. All right, what was it, Jen? I sit in a wheelchair now. Mm-hmm. When I was able to walk with a walker, I love the beach. I also beach. have three children and my husband. The five of us would have the car and hit the beach. Early in the morning, we spend the whole day overnight. We love the beach, but I could never go into the water comfortably. So, unbeknownst to me, my husband and my son took off to investigate. They went wandering. We were in uh, Myrtle Beach at the time. Myrtle Beach had a handicapped accessible beach. And they also had accessible equipment. They came back to the blanket, toting behind. My son was sitting, driving a blow-up wheelchair. Right? Blow-up blow wheelchair? Blow-up tires the size of a truck tire. So that wow. high. Picture it. He's sitting at the top of this monstrous wheelchair in day glow orange. And they expected me to get up. And they know how much I love the water. Between oh, so you go in the water with this? Yes. Oh, my God. Between the three of them, they helped me hoist myself up onto the seat of this wheelchair. And they took me out into the ocean with it. And of course, I would, they had tethers to hang on to me. And they played with me and jumped on the wheelchair with me and enjoyed ourselves in the water. Not realizing until later on how ridiculous I must have looked. But there are accessible chins. That's insane. I never heard no, of them. I never heard of them either. Never. I, God is my witness. Well, I was up on top of this wheelchair in the water with everybody around me floating. <laughs> wow. Things to remember. I'm sorry, so sure we were talking about like memorable summer vacations that we went on. So would you have any um vacations that you remember very keenly? Uh well, they were interesting to me, so I hope they'll be at least a little bit interest to some somebody. And uh, when my kids were little, uh, my parents were still alive in Ireland, and I wanted them to know. I wanted my kids to know their grandparents, even though they would only see them. 
So every time I saved enough money to take my kids to Ireland. Did you, um, your, your children grew up in America? In America, Did yeah. they speak Irish? Uh, no, unfortunately. No. But just like I, me, I don't speak my parents' languages either. Okay. I, I can't, well, I have forgotten most of my Irish, so um, it wasn't, you know, a necessity that they speak it. Now that you mention it, it might have been, it probably would have been fun for them had I taught them a little bit. But in any event, uh, I would take them, every, as I said, every time I would get enough money together, I would take them to visit their grandparents. And uh, it was memorable for me mostly watching my kids enjoy living on the farm for a month. Uh, they would, you know, they saw us milk cows and they saw us, well, they used to collect the eggs themselves. That was the one job they were able to do at the end of the day, was correct, uh, collect the eggs. And they, when the first time my son went, my older son, he was just a little guy, and he got the greatest kick out of chasing the chickens around. <laughs> The right. chickens didn't know what he wanted. They, you know, he would just chase them. And that went on for hours at a time. And I enjoyed watching him. He wasn't going to hurt the chickens. He just wanted to see if he could catch one. And he wasn't that fast. I mean, he was a good runner. But the chickens would, they you know, when they get mm -hmm. too close, they flip, they flutter their wings mm -hmm. and they, you know. And I think... Any one of those vacations that I took were all memorable. Just watching my kids get used to what went on over there and how different it was to the, to the way they grew up here. Not that, uh, you know, we grew up in mostly, uh, I guess we were in New Jersey since they were quite young. And uh, that was the only, the only way they knew to do things. And as I said, my joy was watching them have a good time, and I guess it's not terribly exciting, but it was, no, it was fun for me. It's good, you. Enjoyable. Thank you. Enjoyable. It's like, it's heartwarming to hear that. It's I had two kids, two kids in the, when they were young, we took a busy, busy world twice, twice, and both times, we had a great time with me. Well, the first time, it took, first time I took busy world, I could, could, could get over the fact it was hot, cold up here, hot as hell down there. Mm -hmm. And we, we kind of got down there, went to the car, drove to Disney World. We, we do, we had great oh, time you drove there? You drove, drove to Disney World? We, we, we went to the car here. We flew down there. We oh. Got a car, we went to the car down there. Right. And we drove to Disney World from the airport. Anyway, from the to say, yeah. The time we got to Disney World, which we had a great time. We walked through Disney World, the whole area, covered the whole area. What's the fortune you get from it? Mm -hmm. I had money there, it didn't matter much money. I spent it freely. So, that's all I can say about Disney World. But, yeah, it's, a, it's always I, nice. I guess, the so, so, so. Disney is a great vacation. We toured there twice, yeah. My in-laws live right near there, so we went to Disney, to Florida, every year for a number of years. Disney? Just to Florida. 
Oh. And since they lived in close proximity, my nephew worked in Disney. Oh. He was an artist for them. Hmm. And he used to paint like one color. Wake up in the morning instead they'd say, we're painting green today. And he would have to go from site to site and touch up the green. Paint the green on. But that was a job. Uh, so we took the kids to Disney, but very often. I remember many birthdays in Disney. One, one Disney trip, one trip to Florida. That's so haunted in my mind. Is when my youngest daughter was in um, uh, stand up. It's a long time since Lady Bird. Um, we had her in the cupboard, the bug neck cupboard uh, carrier that was almost as big as the table. And you unzip it at the top. She wanted to go on the like higher level. My, my in-laws drove us to the like Hyder River, and they had a boat. They put the, the bug, bug net covered carrier on the boat. There was a, a line of uh, wood slat bench, and one on the other side that held the carrier in place. We were 10 people going on the boat. My in-laws had two children, and we had three. I guess we weren't quite ten, nine girls. As we're going out in, in the waters of the Waikato River, there are alligators swimming right next to us. I mean, if one of us just dangled our hand over, we would have gotten pulled in. So we were very careful. I kept the baby safe in her bug neck covered <laughs> carrier. Wow. But we rode up and down the Waikaiba River watching the herons flying, massive herons, colors, gorgeous. It was a wonderful trip. Till we got stuck on the sand in the river and the boat stopped. The abrupt stop of the boat knocked my sister-in-law off the bow. And she was in, in the river. Oh, my God. And, well, it wasn't that deep, you know. We were on a sand bog. But you have alligators there. Yeah. That's the problem. So we were, we were screaming, yelling, the baby screaming. It was like, wow. oh. But it was a beautiful, beautiful. Wait, how did she get out of the water? She just climbed onto the <laughs> I mean, it was shallow because the boat got stuck on the bottom. Mm -hmm. We didn't realize that the tide had gone out. You know? So it was very shallow. Oh, so that's why the boat stopped. Yeah. Right. And we're not seafaring. <laughs>
but that's, that's crazy. It was a fun time. <sighs> um, the first day of summer. When, um, what what are some things to look forward to um, when summer comes? Barbecues. Well, sunshine, which we don't have today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's peeking out. It's a little bit. It's gonna try. I think everybody always loves to be by the seashore in the summer. Even if you don't like the water to go in it, it's always nice to be by it. I like the water in every way. I like to be by it. I liked it for boating. I liked it for swimming. I liked it on, on every way. So my kids always grew up enjoying the water. They learned to swim at an early age, and they learned a lot about boating because we had a boat. Um, so I, I, if somebody wants to jump in, that's fine. But I do have a, a funny story also. Uh, is that okay, guys? Yeah, it's fine okay. with me. So the same boat, kids still about the same age. This is a different boating trip than the other one I talked about. Um, so this time we're going out to uh, Martha's Vineyard on the boat. And uh, three kids, my husband and I, but we brought our dog with us this time. And um, that was fine. What we would do when we got to the marina, we'd take the, the dog off the boat and walk him and bring him back, however many times we needed to do that. But when, when we got out to Martha's Vineyard, there was a bit of a problem. They, some marinas have something called floating docks. So yeah. the docks rise or will get lowered with the tide. And so the boat is always level with the dock because of the, of the uh, tide going in and out and the floating docks. But Martha's Vineyard did not have floating docks. So when you tied your boat up to the dock, if the, if the uh, tide went out, your boat was kind of just hanging there unless you readjusted your lines. And we knew to readjust our lines, that wasn't the problem. Uh, the problem was the boat, when the tide went out, the boat was down very low. And the dog, his name was Sammy, he had to climb out now. And it wasn't easy for him to get out of the boat anymore. If the boat was level with the dock, he could just jump out. But now, with the low tide, he couldn't jump out. So he had to climb up this ladder type of thing um, to get out of the boat. And it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare every time. We didn't consider that they had floating docks when we planned this vacation. We got through it well enough. Mm -hmm. And we didn't stay in Martha's Vineyard. We went then to, um, to another spot and where we went back to Cape Cod. And that was a little more convenient. Uh, and Sammy liked that a lot better. That was his name. Um, so that was that was poor Sammy, you know, couldn't couldn't get. He knew he had to be walked, mm -hmm. but he couldn't get off the boat. So that was that was a bit of a problem. Trial for him. What? It was a trial for him. It was, and a learning lesson for all of us, well, for my husband and I, anyway. Second time we went to Disney World. We stayed in the Disney World complex itself at the A-frame house. And we, 
we could swim in the local pool. And of course, the way I see the, the, the place, you know, it's like a, like a, um, we drove to, to get to it, we drove about half an hour, 45 minutes to get to it. And somebody punched me, why don't you take the boat across the way? What boat me? What boat do you mean? He thinks every half hour he come across. We, could, we, should, we spent that much gas in the cars, and we drove half an hour. Spent that much gas in the car, get around there, 45 minutes, 45 minutes again. We park in the local area, walk 10 minutes more. We should, we can, so I mentioned about the pool, about the boat being available all the time. Drove to Florida. That year we flew. We flew to Florida and we stayed in one of the hotels that they have on TV. When the, the price is right, gives a prize. And it's that, those big hotels in Florida. I was bent on staying in that hotel. So I booked it rooms in that one. And we went right there and stayed right there. But when we woke up, it was cold. Took the kids to the pool and it was cold, it was chilly. And I didn't realize that it got that cold in Florida. In the winter time, it, it can be a little cold. Yeah, it was really cold. That was a good winter. Boom. One time we took our children to Disney World, we drove there with them. Mm -hmm. So we planned the vacation very carefully, uh, made sure we had plenty of um, uh, CDs in the car to keep mm -hmm. them entertained with stories. And um, that went fairly well. When we got to Disney World, um, we were staying right in Disney World. And that, that was really very nice. Um, they have, I forgot the name of their big roller coaster there. But anyway, it's, it's a, I, I'm not a person that likes rides. But of course, the kids wanted to go on this, this particular roller coaster. And it's basically a roller coaster in the dark. So Is it you Epcot? do. Like the, no, big, the big Space golf ball? Mountain? Space Mountain. Oh, Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, right, that's right. You, you would, would not. No, because you're younger. Jan Janice would know yeah, that. Yes, yeah, Space Mountain. Yeah. That's what it was called. So it's a roller coaster ride in the dark. Anyway, my husband stayed with our daughter because she was too young to go on the ride, and I went with my two sons. Now, 
I sat with one of my sons, but the other son needed somebody to sit with. So there was someone right in back of us who said who was alone and said they would sit with him if that was all right. And that was fine. Uh, and my boys thought it was so great. This, I thought it was terrible. Who wants to do this? Why do you pay money to, to feel this way? Um, like I said, it's a roller coaster ride in the dark. You're being dropped and raised, and then suddenly you're down again and up again and back and forth, and you don't know what's coming. Um, and they thought it was so great. I didn't. But I, I see, I don't like things like that. And uh, they just thought it was the greatest thing in the world to be able to go to Space Mountain. So that was a story they had fun telling to all of their friends when they got back home. And they wanted to go on the ride again. I said, no, maybe we could go to, there was an exhibit and ride there called It's a Small World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the <laughs> well, they didn't want any part of that. They didn't want any part of that. I uh, just wanted to go back to the uh, Space Mountain thing, but uh, we didn't. We moved on to to other rides. There's certainly enough to do down there. So um, that's true. Yeah. Has it? Has anyone else ever been to? You all been to Disney World? Have you been? No, to, I haven't. I have like to I told you, any time we could put the money together, I took the kids to Ireland because mm -hmm. that was, I guess, what I wanted to do. Yeah. And. Uh, um, I mean, they enjoyed it as much as I did. I mean, a month in the country, what was not to like about it? Mm -hmm. And uh, so with that, Florida just didn't seem as important to us with the result that we never did make it to Florida. But I also grew up near the Atlantic Ocean on the other side. So mm -hmm. when they'd go to Ireland, they, we'd also been close to the ocean. We could walk to the beach, obviously. The only problem is the beach, it's too cold to swim over there, mm. even in July and August. And uh, it was an adventure to them. You mm -hmm. know, I would walk, well, I didn't learn to swim, so I can't swim any, anywhere. But I would walk out and wet my feet, and that was as far as I got. The kids would be off, and the, it's better that they were cold. You know, they'd have dry towels when they got out of the yeah. water and go back to grandma's house for lunch. What's not to love? No. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. Sounds like a like nice I time. Said, it's, you know, when you're a kid, everything is exciting. I think it is. Right. Everything is exciting no, when you're a child. We all feel that. What? I think we all are. So, yeah. Like time. I, sorry, I was just going to say talking to Diane on the way up and when I told her you know that we, we always walked to school where I live she said how far I said oh a little more than a mile she mm -hmm. said you walk that every day I said yes and you walk home again in the afternoon me too me too okay me too she seemed, seemed to think that was an unusually long uh, distance to walk but back when we were going to school, that was kind of the norm. You didn't have yeah. bus. How long is a mile walk? Like 15 minutes, 20 minutes? No, I guess it depends on how you walk. I think it was more like 20 minutes or a little more. Oh. But of course, we wouldn't just walk. We, 
you know, you'd meet up with your right, friends right. and there'd be a lot of game playing mm -hmm. along the way as well as yeah. uh, getting to school. Getting to yeah. school was just what we wanted to do at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the walk, but it wasn't the whole idea. It was about the um, journey, not the destination. Yeah. And we did have a lot of fun, you know, coming home in the afternoon was even more fun because we were going home, <laughs> not back to, not to school. Yeah, and we right. weren't limited for time, you mm -hmm. know, so. But I was one of the lucky ones. I loved school. I thought school was, I don't know that it was great, but I had a great, not a great time, I guess, exactly. But I did love school. And I, I did, too. It was a good experience yeah. for me, yes, also. We'll see that. I'm not I hate young. school myself. You hated it? Yeah. See, boys will tell you they hated school. They but uh, women, our girls, mostly like school better. At least that's that seems to be the way it, it works out, yeah. Boys have better things to do. Like that's my, right, we do. Yeah, my young, my brother that was younger than me, he was two years younger than me, and he owned sheep from the time he was quite, you know, a little guy. He owned sheep. My dad always gave him lambs when they were born, and he would hmm. much rather go count his sheep than go to school. And, you know, he'd do that too, and then he'd catch up with his running. He'd be in his sweat by the time we got to school because he had to make up the lost time. But that was his interest as a little boy. See, was, I love well, thank you. <laughs> my children were going to Disney every week to see my in-laws and spend most of the vacation in Disney World. I Leo, said, I wish they could know Florida the way I knew Florida, the old Florida. So I contacted the Chamber of Commerce and found out some of the old sites in Florida that were unchanged from before 1970 to now. And I arranged, instead of going straight to Disney, we would take an excursion of Florida. And we started in northern Florida at St. Augustine, and did sites there. And from there, we continued on south till we got to um, where the boat, the, I think in Miami, there was a boat, and my mother uh, had gone Last bottom boat, they called it, when my mother got it. I followed her honeymoon trip with my father down to Florida. And we went on the uh, glass bottom boat. Well, I was in a wheelchair by that time, and unable to climb. My son and my husband got me out of the wheelchair maneuvered my legs so I can climb, got me onto the boat, anchored the wheelchair with the me, 
so that the wheelchair was seated in this place with the kids and everybody in uh, life concerns. And we ventured out and they all snorkeled. And maybe we got out of the boat and cleaned the bottom of the boat so I could watch them snorkel. My daughter was following the barracuda and the fish in Florida are all kinds of colors. The little one had um, a shark, black shark she was following. And my son was all over the place with the puffer fish and blue fish. And I'd see them That was my excursion, watching them snorkel on the glass bottom of it. And, uh, that was like the most memorable vacation that my kids had. They went back to school talking about holding the shark, the baby shark. And they had you know, a different kind of experience because I didn't want to go to Disney and go to Disney every day. I wanted to show them what we went through the Everglades in a fan boat. The alligators right up against the fan boat. And the foliage in the Everglades was so different. And I wanted to show them. So we did that. We went all the way to Key West, uh, stopping in each key on the way. And that was the year when they were coming over on tire tubes out of Cuba. They had all the tire tubes out on the beach. So they had a different experience. Right? So we're getting short on time. So we're going to go around the table. We're going to switch the subject. We're going to do uh, ghost stories, what? paranormal um, experience of any kinds, otherworldly, whatever you want to, uh, any, anything you've ever seen or, or any kind of, you know, ghost stories you have. Yeah. Let's start with Madeline. I don't believe in ghosts, but, but... As a child, I lived in a very big house, and it was an old house. And the one place in the house that I was really frightened of was the basement. I was certain that there was something down there, that if I went down there, I wouldn't get back up again. Um, and I would sometimes dream about it, just going down to that basement. But I wouldn't go down there alone. I'd never go down there alone. I wouldn't go unless my mom went down there to do the laundry because that's where the washing machine was. Um, that door just represented something frightening and foul and uh, yes. So, but I never grew up believing that there is that there are ghosts. I just never grew up believing in things like that. Anybody else? Wrong. Yes, sir. I, 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 as a kid, I 
went to the live local library in New York City, um, and they did a story, a ghost story about somebody who, a kid who watched the book of Middle Night, person looking at him. I kind of remember I fell asleep one day, I fell asleep two, 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 an hour ago. Now I fell asleep. I listened to remember that show, that story. I woke up watching, looking what had me. I got scared in my, very scared. I thought that there's somebody, someone watching me. Yeah. I got nervous about that too. It's, that's all I can say about ghost stories. Mm -hmm. I love ghost stories. I watch ghost stories all the time. Mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. How about you, Patricia? Uh, I'm confused about ghost stories. I'm not sure that there isn't something there. Yeah. And again, growing up where I grew up, that was one of the things they used to do. This was before television in the early 50s when a bunch of the neighbors would get together for, you know, to visit, they would tell ghost stories. And as a child, that was the most exciting thing to listen to, because the kids would all be, um, you know, just some of the ghost stories that I've heard were so believable that you can not be at least a little uh, apprehensive or a little believing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still, to this day, remember some of the stories, and they were so scary. And the older the people were that told the stories, obviously, the mm -hmm. longer they had lived. And they would tell you things that used to happen before the war and before the black and tans. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was one of the history periods that we studied. And uh, you cannot... You cannot not believe that there isn't something out there that is scary as heck to, to a child in at least. But I know that isn't terribly interesting. That that's my only my only experience with ghosts are ghost stories. The spookiest thing I ever heard was um, when my dad went to the Philippines. Um, he went there with my little sister, and she was about like three years old at the time. So, so she's talking, but, you know, she's not really, like, retaining, like, information, stuff like that. Anyways, um, she was in the house, and she said that she said that she saw a ghost. Um, she sold that to my dad. And my little sister, she doesn't lie. She doesn't, like, just say, say things. And my dad didn't believe her at first, but then he picked her up, and she's shaking. Like, she's really, like, she's very scared, but she's shaking. So, like, you know she's not lying. She can't, you know... A little kid can't make themselves, you know, shake mm -hmm. like that, unless they're really scared. But you know, he still didn't. She, he believed that she did think she saw yeah, something, something, yeah. But didn't uh, believe that there actually was something. Mm -hmm. So then my uncle had was out of town, came came to the house the next day, and in the middle of the night, he hear they hear screaming, and he's in the middle of the house running around with his un only in his underwear, and he said he saw a ghost. And um, my little sister explained to my dad what the ghost looked like that she saw. She said it was a tall man, very skinny. Um, he had a, like a long face. And remember, my, my uncle was not there yeah. the, the day prior. So then 
my dad was like, what did he look like? What did he look like? And he explained it like, like, appear, like exactly the way my little sister explained it. So, um, you know, and they don't, they didn't talk about it. You know, they didn't, they didn't, weren't in the same, you know, yeah. that's and that's crazy. Like the next yeah. day and, you know, my uncle, a grown man, you know, and he's scared. He's running around freaking out. And, um. What, what house was this that you... In the Philippines, our house in the Philippines. Oh, so it was a family-owned house. Yeah, our house, yeah. Um, is there anything that you can trace back to who that might have been? They were thinking maybe um, it was a soldier. That's what they were thinking. Because in the village apparent, in the village that we live in, apparently that's where like, like some battles are fought or something. And there's, and there's like a history of people saying that like you know, other people that live in the village are saying that like soldiers ghosts are there. But um, in my dad when he was little he said he saw ghosts. But um, yeah, so they're thinking maybe it's just like a soldier, like a lingering like spirit or something. Mm -hmm. But um, that one, that's the one that made me like uh, like think twice because of the fact that they both saw the same thing, thing. didn't talk to each other. You know, it's a little baby. Mm -hmm. She can't, like, trick herself, you know, she can't lie, you know. Yeah, how would she uh, describe right. the same person? Right, right. So that, that was the spookiest thing I ever heard. Jen, I'm sorry, I didn't let you go. Did you, um... I'm not really a ghost. This is when my father-in-law passed away. We were all in my bedroom. Uh, my brother-in-law, my mother-in-law and I, we were just discussing the goings-on at the funeral the next day. And as we're talking, all of a sudden, out of a clear blue, no wind was open, uh, window was open, no breeze blowing, I had a Coke bottle filled with coins. I used to call it my, my pocket change box. My husband would come in the house, empty his pockets into the bottle bank. And you know the size of an old-fashioned Coke bottle? Mm -hmm. It's tall and slender. So it wasn't sitting on the edge. It was sitting in the middle of my dresser. We're just discussing. And all of a sudden, the Coke bottle topples off the dresser and like flies headlong across the room. We were so scared. Oh, <laughs> we didn't know what to think. I mean, there was no reason for that mm -hmm. to fall. Just sitting there. And to go headlong like somebody knocked it over mm -hmm. purposely. And we all wondered if it were my father telling us he didn't like what we were planning in the first week. That was the only ghost story. That, well, there's a couple others, but I don't know if we have time. Yeah, that was a spooky one. Yeah, I want to get you guys down. Um, so, anyone want to say thank you for, you know? Yes, thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank I enjoyed you, everyone's thank you. sharing. Yeah, a, me as well. It's a, thank you. Our podcast. We enjoy it immensely.